Theory. Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other Bidib Barbies. And I'm Sean. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Why don't you take 30 seconds? Oh, okay. <laughs> or 30 minutes. Whatever is required. Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey, guys, it's May 2020, and that usually means it's E3 prediction season. Unfortunately, we're living through the apocalypse. (laughs) So it's not that. You don't have to call it the apocalypse every time. The COVID-19 apocalypse. (laughs) You don't have to call it the apocalypse and preface it with more words. The novel ever. coronavirus year 2019 apocalypse <laughs> virus. <laughs> anyway. Which I should say is tragic, and I'm sorry if it's affected you. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Sean Gravitas Francis. That's what I love to call you on and off uh, the mic. Ahem. Yep. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, due to the various events, this episode's going to be a bit different. Various events. Exactly one event. (laughs) Exactly one event that has had various uh, ripplings throughout the entire world. There we go. Uh, This episode's going to be a bit different, but I still think we'll have some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, First off, uh, some news. Uh, The first bit of news is that uh, Nintendo did their fiscal earnings report, and they just did gangbusters. Woo! Uh, especially in March. I love when Nintendo does well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, and just, I mean, one of the positive effects of coronavirus, I guess, it's weird to say that, but, like, video games have just blown the hell up yes. over the past couple months. Uh, Animal Crossing came out during kind of the height of all the stay-at-home stuff, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it came out in the tail end of March, and Nintendo reported in their earnings report that it sold 13.41 million copies in its Damn. first six weeks. Wow. And uh, 11.47 million of that was in its first seven days. That's nuts. that That was like March. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for, uh, for context, that's more than... Uh, it it is almost beaten lifetime sales for uh, New Leaf. Wow! In in its first six weeks, yeah. And on top of that, it's already beaten like 
several Switch titles, just blowing them out of the water. Sure. It is closing in on Pokemon Sword and Shield, which has been out for about half a year longer than it. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and it's also kind of like, it's also kind of close to Smash, which uh, is currently at 18.84 million copies live mm-hmm. to date. It got a big boost from from COVID as well. Fun fact: uh, many episodes ago, someone asked us on the pod uh, via a listener mail if we thought that Smash would ever hit twenty million lifetime sales. Right, and it's kind of it's creeping up there. Yeah, we we doubted that at the time. I mm-hmm. think what I said was it will not hit twenty million. But it will beat Brawl's lifetime sales, right. which was the, which was the best-selling Smash title at the time. Mm-hmm. I was definitely right about that <laughs> yeah. latter thing, yeah. but I, I might be I might be wrong about the other thing. It's uh, tw- twenty million by the end of Smash's lifespan and by the end of the Switch's lifespan feels like a done deal at this point. Yeah, even if things really die down from here, I think it'll just kind of, you know, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it'll get helped out by the DLC. I'm sure, you know. Yeah, it'll yeah. Boost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Sora's gonna at least put another million on there, <laughs> at least. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll see if Sora is able to fight its way through the darkness of copyright law in order to make it into Smash. Sure, but you've also predicted Sora. Oh no, you you knocked him off of your list. He's not oh, on your list wink. anymore. <laughs> you don't have to say wink. I do. It's a podcast. <laughs> No, you How don't will have... they know? <laughs> but that's like that's like well, you, that's like us like eating dinner and like you know I'll be like oh you had toast yesterday didn't you and you're like wink like you don't have to say wink to that you can just say yes I'm just con- I'm confirming non verbally but also verbally because it's a podcast. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. The Switch has sold 55.77 million units live to date. That's uh, crazy. As, Wink. As of, March, <laughs> as of the end of March 2020, which is the end of the 2019-2020 fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Uh, to put that in perspective, it's currently outpacing the Wii. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, the the Wii sold, like, 100 million units. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 100. Well over 100 million units True. by the end of its lifespan. But it kind of had a really early peak, oh, okay. and then just kind of like you know, just slowly accumulated the rest over yeah. a period of years. That makes um, sense. the The switch is doing much more of a slow but steady thing, sure. Where the peak didn't hit quite as early, but it's just like climbing at a faster rate. Okay, or it's like it keeps gaining momentum. Well, the Wii gained most of its momentum at the beginning and then plateaued. Right. It kind of fell off after the novelty wore off, I think. Yeah. And and the Switch is kind of just like proving its staying power over yeah. time, uh, which is rad. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. Uh, the other piece of news is kind of uh, what we're going to segue into our main topic with. Right. Um, uh, E3, I think last time we were talking about this, E3 kind of announced that they're kind of be doing... They're going to be doing like a digital event mm-hmm. uh, in place of the fact that the physical event was canceled. Right. But then later, kind of recently, E3 went ahead and said, actually, we're not doing a digital <laughs> event either. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we're we're just not doing anything this year. We have plans for next year. Right. See you then. And then Jeff Keighley, uh, the runner of the uh, the 
Game Awards. The Game Awards mm-hmm. and just a, a guy that shows up and <sighs> arranges video game announcements and things just constantly. A dude that really loves the industry. Yes. Uh, showed up and said, hi, I'm doing a thing this year called Summer Game Fest. Right. Uh, where I've gotten a whole bunch of video game companies on board to make a bunch of announcements and presentations over uh, over the span of May to August that will be like an E3 amount right. of of announcements and hype and and reveals uh like over over the span and I'll put up this website where I will I will periodically like announce new events and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that idea. It's a really cool idea. I like yeah. it a lot. Uh so this is actually going to be the first annual <laughs> uh oh. Summer Game Fest predictions episode for if it Smashing is, Theory. If it is our first of many, I hope that that's because this keeps happening in, you know, even when the world goes back to normal and not because we're still in the situation this time next year. Yeah, I've, I I doubt that, but it's not like I predicted this happening either. Sure. Yeah. Well, look, we're a Smash prediction podcast, not a pandemic prediction <laughs> podcast. I'd be bad at that. And I'm great at Smash <laughs> predictions, as the past two years have shown. Because you got second place. <laughs> I was more just burning myself for our actual track record on this podcast That's this time. Fair. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't make any promises about how I'd do, so if anything, I'm exceeding my own expectations. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so more of what the Summer Game Fest is. Um, it's going to be a series of game announcements and presentations arranged by Jeff Keighley from May to August 2020. Right. Uh, not all of the events and companies involved have been confirmed or announced yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there are some events confirmed on the website, and there's also companies uh, that are confirmed to be involved on the website. So we will go over all of them mm-hmm. and also make predictions when appropriate. Cool. So I love appropriate predictions. That's why I co-host this pod. <laughs> yeah, you're incredibly appropriate. Thanks. Uh, so, uh, so we'll start with the confirmed events. Uh, the first one has already happened as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, May seventh, uh, an inside Xbox uh, happened. Right. Um, where Microsoft showed off. A bunch of third-party titles that are going to release for the Xbox Series X, the next-gen Xbox console, yeah. that's coming out later this year. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I've, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about that still happening. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, like, like I wouldn't blame Sony and Microsoft if they're just like, you know what, we're releasing our next-gen consoles next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so we have, you know, just so people have more time to, like, make the components and, like, mm-hmm. and we have more time to, you know, to make the games sure. without all this work from home stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be totally fair. Yeah, but as of right now, but as of right now, they're still committing to a holiday 2020 release. Okay. Um... But uh, several Xbox Series X games were announced, a lot of them with this thing called the Smart Delivery System, where they're releasing for both the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. But, if you get the X- but if you get the Xbox One version, 
and you get an Xbox Series X console later, mm. uh, your Xbox One game will automatically be an Xbox Series X game as well. That's very cool. Yeah. So, for example, if you get Assassin's Creed Valhalla for the Xbox One, you also own it for the Xbox Series X when you eventually upgrade. Sure. Yeah. That's rad. Absolutely. That's uh, a great decision. Yeah. And I doubt Sony's going to do that for the no. PS4 or PS5. I mean, the only reason Xbox is doing it because they're losing the console war. Yeah. You know, if Sony were in their position, I'm sure they'd come up with some wacky shit too. Sure. But yeah, Sony, if Sony does that, it's just so, it's just because that Microsoft decision would be making them sweat a little bit. Yes, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, it's not something they would do just out of you know the goodness of their own heart yeah and yeah. obviously microsoft isn't doing it out of the good of their heart either sure. but but you like, know what i mean yeah like microsoft has definitely felt like the more generous <sighs> video game company hands down for this whole generation yes uh so it'd be great to see that kind of pay off for them you know starting with this generation sure that'd be great uh Fun side fact, fun little anecdote, actually. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it has been paying off for them this generation. Mm. Uh, I work at a pawn shop. Yes. And uh, video game systems there, since all this started, have been flying off shelves. Sure, sure. Right now, every video game system we sell is sold out, even like older stuff. Like, we we put a PS3 on the shelf and it's gone within a couple days. Okay. Uh, all of our PS4s, all of our Xbox ones, all of our switches, they're all sold out. Mm-hmm. But there's a period of time where switches and PS4s were selling out constantly every mm. day. And we just had like 10 Xbox <laughs> ones just on the shelf. Okay. Like eventually people started getting so desperate for any video game system sure. that we started selling out Xboxes too. But there was a period where you can kind of tell mm-hmm. which the more popular consoles were. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, which, which is a shame. I think Microsoft's really like earned some popularity this gen. Absolutely. Yeah. Underrated console. If you ask me. Yes. The guy who, finds a way to mention xbox game pass like every episode now well it's the best deal in gaming yeah i mean <laughs> play minecraft <laughs> for is free my, is minecraft on xbox game pass i think it I, might be i don't know i think it might be okay yeah I, I believe you do you believe that it might be yeah i believe you when you say that it definitely is <laughs> I did, but i didn't say that don't believe hey, me don't worry i already believe you you don't have to convince me you're gonna make me do a fucking correction next episode aren't you <laughs> All right, uh, so here's uh, here's the third-party Xbox Series X games that got uh, that got shown off. Right. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which yes. is uh, you know the new Assassin's Creed with Vikings and stuff. Yeah, um, you know, looks very Norse. Yeah, Vikings don't really jazz me, but you know, good for them. Yeah, good good for them. Games. Uh, Judging by my last name, you might think that I'm pretty into Norse stuff, and sometimes <laughs> I am. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but I like Norse mythology sure. a lot. Yeah. Uh, when it's just Vikings and stuff, I could take it or leave it. That's fair. Bright Memory Infinite, which is this uh, this weird like first person shooter that kind of feels like a Mirror's Edge with a stronger focus on combat hmm. and and more guns. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it, it had like a lot of the first person, like running on walls and like doing like hand to hand stuff and then whipping out a gun and like pop, 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 you know, um, 
that was a good hand motion our view our listeners can't see it but daniel basically just like kind of held his hands up and jiggled them yeah like <laughs> you know this is the gun jiggle <laughs> right, yes. yeah like, I'm that's how everyone a, holds a gun yeah i'm holding the gun jiggle yeah um and uh you know i'm not really a first person shooter guy but that looks cool a lot of first person stuff actually mm-hmm. that feels um, like xbox you know pandering to their target audience yeah it makes sense uh, the game's published by Playism, which is interesting because Playism generally does uh, a lot more like indie stuff that doesn't look as good as uh, as this game did. All right. Like uh, like some of the games they published include uh, 2064 Read Only Memories, okay. uh, Valhalla, like that you know right. that cyberpunk sprite based like bartending game, uh, Half Minute Hero. Oh. Um, La Munala, Cairo Blaster, uh, D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die. There's there's a game with like sure. decent decent graphics. Um, Dread Out, uh, which oh yeah, I remember Dread Out. Yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean and I uh, auditioned, did voice acting audition <laughs> for that game. Did Didn't not get, get cast. <laughs> Neither of us got cast in that. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, they Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight. You know, like. Yeah, more more indie mm-hmm. stuff, but that that looks pretty next gen. That that game that they showed that trailer for, so cool. that's interesting. Uh, Call of the Sea, which is kind of like a Firewatch esque kind of like walking simulator sure. that uh, takes place on an island. It's got a pretty neat like uh, aesthetic to it, almost uh, kind of very vibrant, half realistic, half cartoony look. Okay. Um, Chorus from Deep Silver. It's a space combat game. Uh, it's got like a female space marine protagonist. Cool, I like uh, those. Yeah. Um, uh, Dirt Five, you know, racing game. Oh, is it uh, Dirt Rally? Uh, I I don't know. It's just called Dirt on the Dirt. Dirt Dirt. You racing on the Dirt? It's called Dirt. You racing on the Dirt in that game? Uh, uh, pr- probably. <laughs> I yeah, I don't follow Dirt that much. I guess that's fair. It's called Dirt. I'm going to assume that it's a dirt rally racing game. Called Dirt. All right, right, Daniel. Guys, there's Dirt. Wow. Five. (laughs) There's five Dirts. Yeah. That's the whole game. Well, there might not even be five Dirts in this game. This is just the fifth Dirt. Right. It's actually a worm farm simulator. (laughs) It's... It's just a bunch of worms like yelling dirt, dirt. <laughs> it's it's like that Facebook uh, group that's like let's all pretend right, to yes, be, yeah. let's all pretend we're ants yeah, in the this, colony. This is let's all pretend we're worms in a worm farm. Yeah, but dirt. The, the, dirt. the trouble is that when they say dirt five times, the game ends. So it's very <laughs> short. Uh, it's okay. The five short for five hundred. I see. You can say dirt many times right. in this game. Well, that's you actually can say dirt feature. 500 times. It's <laughs> actually a feature on the back of the box. Say dirt <laughs> Up to 500 times. <laughs> like, the player just says dirt like 499 times. They're like, wait. <laughs> right. We can't. On the back. You have to hold on to the, don't say it. Don't, don't, don't say it. Sure. No! Don't, the forbidden word. <laughs> it is not the forbidden word. I know we just said it 499 times. But you can no longer. That, that's on the back of the box too. Like at least four hundred ninety nine times the dirt can be said. It's like a selling point. <laughs> and, that, and that's underneath. You can say dirt up to five hundred <laughs> times. 
Yeah. By the way, you don't have to do a correction for this where you explain what Dirt 5 is. <laughs> I'm just telling you now, you don't have to do it. I don't think you write the rules for that, Sean. I do now. I've written them in the dirt. The game's over. <laughs> you ended the game. Uh, Madden 21 was shown. It was one of the only games shown during uh, the Inside Xbox presentation that is not uh, supporting the smart delivery feature. Ooh. If you get Madden 21 for Xbox One, you will need to get it again for Xbox Series X. Ooh, wish I could say I was surprised, but the point of those games is that you spend money on them and they're the same. <laughs> yeah, also it's electronic arts, so you yes. know. Uh, Scarlet Nexus. Yeah. Uh, from Bandai Namco. Uh, it's kind of... um. Uh, this and this game with like an anime aesthetic, where like cyberpunk soldiers with psychokinesis fight Dark Souls monsters. Yeah, and by Dark Souls monsters, you seem to mean mostly bouquets with legs. Yeah, those those are like Dark Souls <laughs> monsters, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone remembers the part in Dark Souls Three where you fight a giant bouquet with legs. Well, you know, like just like v- vaguely eldritch, like gross-looking, big husky things. I also got Dark Souls energy from this trailer, but not because of the bouquets with legs. Uh, I mean, just looking at those, thinking, "Wow, bouquets with legs." <laughs> That's an interesting choice. I mean, you know, if I saw a bouquet with legs in Dark Souls, I wouldn't be like, what is this? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, cool. Look at the Dark Souls man fighting that monster. Well, I think that just speaks to your lack of interest in the Dark Souls <laughs> franchise. Don't, don't, don't say lack of interest. Don't say that. Someone will give us one star. (laughs) (laughs) I loved your podcast and listened to it for 61 episodes, but then you said that you weren't interested in Dark Souls. Uh, One star. You're a bouquet with legs. I'm out. That's what just that's just what people say. It's that if you're a monster, it's like you're a bouquet with legs. <laughs> yeah, one one time when we were just starting out, someone gave us one star because we we said we we weren't really into Dark Souls. We didn't even really shit on it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think Dark Souls is cool. Yeah, Dark Souls is cool. Give us five stars. <laughs> Can't give us one star anymore. <laughs> uh please please give us a nice rating if you like the podcast yeah yeah we're up there on the podcast websites (laughs) you know what they're called (laughs) uh anyway um scarlet nexus looks cool yeah scarlet nexus looks cool um it's yeah it's interesting because like i also got vaguely like code vein vibes from it which is another yeah Namco anime i was game. thinking that too actually especially when you look at the pro tag you yeah know, and all the characters show up it's like oh okay this is distinctly code veiny yeah and i don't know if code vein did that well hmm. so i wonder if this was initially going to be like code vein 2 and then it didn't <laughs> then do great like, and then wait like, bouquets that will save us i don't the bouquets in the game i feel like the bouquets would have been in the game whether or not it was called code vein 2 but i wonder if there were just at least like i know it was missing from code vein 1 i'm sorry please give it (laughs) i wonder if there's like oh give it a different name let's call it scarlet nexus let's see if we can 
if it's a if it's a next gen like launch ish title, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it'll do better if it's a new IP, sure, as opposed to Code Vein Two. I can see that. Yeah, uh, they also showed Scorn from Ebb Software, uh, which has de- been described as an atmospheric first person horror adventure game set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Ooh, and if that sounds familiar to you, then maybe like me, you watched a lot of Easy Allies when they started out, uh, because the developers of Scorn uh were a sponsor for Easy Allies. Oh. Uh when like, you know, during the early days of that podcast. Uh, okay. Um and so Brandon Jones, the you know, one mm. of the main guys in that podcast, would just always say like Scorn, an atmospheric first person <laughs> adventure game. Okay. Set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. <laughs> like, and, <laughs> and like, they, like, yeah, Scorn has had that as their tagline for the past, like, three years. Okay. But it, it is fitting as a tagline. Sure. It is, uh, it is a very, like, uh, cool and gross looking horror game. Okay. I'm into those. Yes. Odd forms and somber tapestry <laughs> feels accurate for sure. Cool. Uh, and then now it's going to be like kind of a next gen title. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, they also, uh, there's also a second extension. There's also second extension. There's also second extinction. Oh. <laughs> wow. You pronounced that so well. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Uh, it's a, it's a first person shooter. Uh, it's three-person co-op, and you shoot mutant dinosaurs. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's really all you need to know about it. Who does but, three-person co-op? It's like either two or four or more, you know? Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Um, the, I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. They showed The Ascent. It's a cyberpunk game uh, with kind of a top-down, like, Diablo hack-and-slash thing going on. Okay. Like, the setting is cyberpunk, but the gameplay is very Diablo. I see. Um, I respect that. Yeah, that, that you know, that's kind of tired of cyberpunk because cyberpunk 2077 has been coming out since the year zero AD. It's yeah, it's funny that cyberpunk hasn't even come out yet and people are already trying to like jump on <laughs> on the whole cyberpunk right. thing. Like, yeah, that. uh, Yeah, I, I kind of saw this coming that sure. everyone was going to try to jump on the cyberpunk guy, zeitgeist, especially in video games. Mm-hmm. And like. I don't know. Obviously, Cyberpunk can be cool as a setting, but, uh... Sure. I liked uh, Shadowrun back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I do fear that they're gonna burn me out on the Cyberpunk genre faster than I got burned out on zombies. Ooh, yeah, I can uh, see that. And I did get... I got thoroughly burned out on zombies. That's fair. I mean, that was the entire... Like, from the year 1998 to the year 2010, that's all that fiction was. <laughs> I remember everyone thinking that 28 Days Later was the shit. I've never seen that movie somehow. Uh, I've Some, I've seen it. Even when I was in my like zombie heyday, I never watched that movie. I don't know why. You were in your zombie heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, I mean, from when I got into Resident Evil in like 2001 or 2, I pretty much never looked back. Yeah. Yeah, and like somehow I saw Twenty Eight Days Later. My my dad, that's the reason. Okay. Like I watched it with my dad, but uh, but yeah, and I was I was not really 
ever. I, I did not have a zombie heyday. Right. But it, it definitely turned into a zombie nayday over oh, time. Oh. You know, zombie heyday would actually be a great name for, like, a piece of zombie fiction. Mm, yeah. Like an, uh, like an old grizzled zombie hunter reminiscing about his days in the zombie heyday when he was at his prime. Flashbacks. Flash forwards. That just kind of sounds like like a plot that would happen in in whatever those movies are called that have Woody Harrelson and the guy from the social network in it. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of it. I, yeah. I want to say Zombieland. Yes, yep, Zombieland. Are, are they called Zombieland? That just sounds like an arc that Woody Harrelson's character would have in Zombieland. That's fair. I feel like that could also be like a Last of Us 3 thing, you know? Maybe, but obviously, like, it, it'd have to be a lot seri- more serious than, yes. than the way you've painted it. I, I was just saying words with a voice. <laughs> You're acting like I did, like, and he's wearing a clown nose. <laughs> and in the middle of it, he goes, uh, hey, uh, you want to hear a joke? Uh, <laughs> zombies. <laughs> There's room for zombie heyday to be serious. You'd have to not fucking call it zombie heyday. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I was just saying words with a voice. <laughs> That's how I communicate. <laughs> I just imagine you defending yourself in court with that argument. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but why did you commit federal tax fraud? Look, I was just typing words with my hands. <laughs> Is that a crime? <laughs> In this specific context, yes. <laughs> well, then, guilty. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh... The Medium from Bloober Team, which is the team that made the new Blair Witch game. Oh, okay. Uh, the Medium is a psychological horror game where you kind of switch uh, perspectives between the real world and the spirit world. Just kind of like... Cool. You can almost do that with like a button, it seems oh, like. Yeah. yeah, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, to, depending on which world you're viewing, you kind of gain new t- context on your environment and can piece different things together. Okay. Uh, and then they showed... Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, and they also showed Yakuza Like a Dragon. Right. Uh, they were both smart delivery games, I believe, okay. and uh, and Yakuza Like a Dragon will be an Xbox Series X launch title in the States. Cool. Um, it's also, you know, coming out for PS5 and stuff. Uh, but yeah, those, you know, th- those are two highly anticipated-ass mm-hmm. games, so <laughs> that's, that's cool. I'm in a uh politics discord with friend of the pod colin right and he there's a there's a gaming channel on this discord yeah and he posted the vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 trailer in it oh cool with the commentary of basically just saying like wow this game looks like ass visually (laughs) and i i watched the whole trailer and i started off i was like i don't know i think colin's being kind of hard on it and then the more i watched i was like no this does look like ass actually (laughs) This game looks bad. Wow, like, this that's 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 unfortunate because I kind of like uh, I saw most of the trailers, but I skipped the Bloodlines two okay. trailer because I'm like I already know about Bloodlines two. Right. I don't need to see the trailer for it. You know the the closest thing that I can think of is that it almost looks like 
uh, a mid-level kind of like source engine game, like a round Portal 2's level of visual quality. Okay. Which is, it's, it's like fine, but you know, you're like, all right, we've got this new console coming. Yeah. And here's what we got! And then it looks like that. That is kind of funny to think about because Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 1 was kind of... St- a similar level of behind graphically by the uh-huh. time it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess it's just tradition. <laughs> I guess. I hope it's less of a buggy mess or whatever. That'd be cool. But anyway, yeah, that's basically all the stuff that they showed us. Right. Um, But Microsoft said that they would show us that that was all third party stuff. Right. Microsoft said that they'd show some first party Xbox series X stuff in like August. Okay. Um, what do you think we'll see in August? Uh, for like first party Xbox, yeah. Uh, I don't know, new Halo. Yeah, I'm that. That's that's a given. Like Halo Infinite. That's right. that's that's already been stated to be a launch title for the Xbox Series X. Yeah, so maybe we'll get more of that. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. like uh, would uh, if Rare did something, are we calling that third party or Rare, Rare is a first party Microsoft. Uh, development team. Yeah, okay, I'll go out on a limb. I'll say something from Rare. I feel like that's not a limb at all. I feel like they'll oh. definitely. Yeah, I feel like there there's definitely going to be a Rare thing there. Okay, actually, like I think Rare might have announced their next thing that's coming to Xbox Series X already. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah, they're they're working on on a game called Everwild. Hmm. Um, that sounds like an overly ambitious rare project that's doomed to fail. You know, <laughs> they always have a name like that. Uh, Everwild, like I forget what Everwild's deal is. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia article yet. Um, in Everwild, you're a forest fairy that has to collect the twelve squeegees in order to stop the evil dingbat. A real bat. <laughs> Did you come up with that like on the fly? That's all I got. Yeah. Oh my god. So <laughs> I love it. Show for the first. This is Rare's website. Okay. Show for the first time at the celebratory XD19 event in London. Everwild is a brand new IP in the works at Rare, where unique and unforgettable experiences await in a natural and magical world. <laughs> that was a that, that was a little too close to your bullshit. They should hire me. Clearly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of remembering it now. Everwild is kind of like this fantasy game that has a bunch of like cool looking like creatures in it, and you like hunt the creatures or something. Okay. Yeah. Um. Or like you work with the creatures. I don't know. It's it's been a while since I saw the Everwild trailer, but uh, that was announced for the Xbox One. Okay. Um, last year. Right. And I feel like they'll definitely be like, here it is, looking even better on an uh-huh. Xbox Series X. Uh, smart delivery. There you go. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Um. Well, uh, Microsoft bought a bunch of studios last year right um let me refresh my memory on those or heck uh crap they acquired most of these in 2018 but um they acquired ninja theory 
right? right? Uh, and they're already working on that Hellblade sequel, mm. right? That that was that was one of the first Xbox Series X like announcements, right? Right, um, the new S Hellblade game. Uh, they acquired Double Fine, who's currently working on finishing Psychonauts two. Mm-hmm. Um. But they also acquired Obsidian Entertainment. Oh. And I don't think they've announced what they're working on yet. Oh, fuck. No, they they did. Oh. <laughs> they're they're working on Grounded, that, that game where you're like, it's you know, that honey I shrunk the kids ass. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh uh-huh, where you know, you're fighting ants and stuff and they're right. big and you're little. You're a little boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help, <laughs> my dude. <laughs> um, oh, but Playground Games is currently, they got acquired in 2018, okay. and they used to help with the Forza Horizon games, but they're currently working on an unannounced AAA open-world action RPG project. Cool. So Those sound like a good combination of things. Yeah. Um Yeah. So man, I, I didn't realize how many of their acquired companies have already kind of announced what they're working on next. <laughs> right. Um uh they also acquired the people that developed We Happy Few. Mm-hmm. And they've acquired uh in Exile Entertainment, uh the Developers of the Bard's Tale series and the Wasteland series. Right. Um, Wasteland 3 is currently in development. So yeah, I think we'll see new projects from uh, the We Happy Few guys and that AAA RPG project uh, from Playground Games. And we'll just see more of the things that have already been announced, like Battletoads. Sure. And... uh, forgot about Battletoads. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And... uh, and ever wild and and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. And I feel I feel like there'll be I feel like they'll whip out something. Like I feel like they'll whip out something cool. Hmm. Um something like, hey, we even something like, hey, we acquired another studio. <laughs> we acquired them quietly a while ago, and here's what they're working on for the Xbox Series X. Okay. I I still really want them to pick up Mistwalker. Yeah, I think that'd be a great choice. Yeah. Like just like just make just Microsoft needs a really cool JRPG company. Yes. To make cool JRPGs for them. Like, like when, yeah, when Miss Walker did blue dragon and lost Odyssey for them in the Xbox 360 days, that was great. Yeah. That was a really great call. And lost Odyssey is a very good game. Yes, it is. And Sakaguchi just making stuff for the Apple arcade doesn't feel right. No. I mean, then again, I'm over here with Yasumi Matsuno doing mobile games. So. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, you you said mobile games in a way that, like, that sounded like what Yasumi Matsuno is doing is different than what Sakaguchi is doing, which is also making mobile games. He's over here making mobile games, Daniel. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so Microsoft. Microsoft. So that's that's the event that already happened. Here right. are, here are confirmed events in the Summer Games Festival, Summer Game Fest that haven't happened yet and are confirmed to happen. And again, 
the website has already stated that more events will be announced later that will fill in at various slots. Right. Actually, this next one just got announced like a week ago or something. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, on May 12th. So you will see what happens before this episode goes up. <laughs> but at, at the time of recording, this hasn't happened yet. May 12th, uh, Sunrise number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a surprise game reveal from Jeff Keighley. Okay. Um, now, the game is not called Sunrise Number One. Right. I think Sunrise is just what Jeff Keighley will be calling his surprise game reveals. Sure. So that implies that there will be more Sunrises throughout the Summer Game Fest. I like that. And uh, and I like that, too. I, I hope it's something cool. Um, I think we'll be able to kind of predict what what kind of sunrises we'll get once we talk about what game companies will be there. Yeah. So we'll we'll just we'll just think about we'll just think about that, mull that over while we move on to some other stuff. Well, for, for now though, I would like to make one extremely vague prediction relating to the sunrises. Sure. Which is that the first and last one will be underwhelming, and one in the middle I will think is really cool. I think. Hmm. You know, I can't blame you for that, judging by how uh, how the Game Awards went. Right. But I, I kind of think the opposite. I think there will be several underwhelming sunrises. Uh, but the first one will be a big gun, and the last one might be a big gun. Okay. But I, I think, like, yeah, I I think the first sunrise will be something that feels big. Well, hopefully we're both wrong, and it's just awesome all the way through. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But Jeff Keighley has a tendency to kind of overhype sometimes. That's true. I, I do love I do love that he brings so much. Yeah. But uh, but he treats everything with an equal amount of enthusiasm. Yes. Uh, and that can uh, that can backfire sometimes. <laughs> um, from June 9th to June fourteenth, um. And again, it's worth emphasizing that that doesn't mean that there will be no more events for the rest of May, just that there haven't right. been any announced just yet. From June 9th to June 14th, the Steam Summer Game Fest. Uh, if you were paying attention, uh, there was a Steam Spring Game Fest right. earlier uh, where Steam just gave everyone access to demos of upcoming games for mm. like a weekend. Uh, so this weekend they'll do it again in the uh a, a summer weekend in June they're going to do it again right um we don't know what the demos will be yet uh Xbox has also confirmed that they'll be doing kind of a kind of a temporary demo game fest okay. thing but uh but we don't know if they're doing it at the same time as Steam sure um and. Uh, the website also implies that it's happening on other platforms mm. as well, so we might get we might get a PlayStation version of this. We might get a Switch version of this. Mm, okay. Not holding my breath for the Switch thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, maybe the Epic Store will copy this. Ooh, I think mm-hmm. I think actually the Epic Store doing it is more likely than either <laughs> Sony or or yeah. Nintendo jumping on board. I feel that. Yeah. 
Well, um, uh, you know, maybe this will give me a reason to use my Steam account for something other than launching Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, there was some cool stuff in the Spring Games Fest. Uh, my my computer is still uh, kind of busted because the graphics card for it died a while back, and I haven't replaced it beyond like kind of a really old one that right. my computer repair guy just stuck in there. <laughs> um, so like, actually, I downloaded a bunch of the demos and. Got exactly one of them to work on Ooh. my computer. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Um, but they had some neat stuff on there. They had stuff like Spirit Fair, which I'm really excited about. Okay. Um, like a bunch of neat stuff. So I think there will also be a bunch of neat stuff for the Summer Game Fest. Nice. I'll look forward to it. Yeah. Um, June 11th, Cyberpunk 2077. A special broadcast on Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red. Okay. Uh, so they'll show off more of the game. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure people will think it's really cool. I was gonna say, unless it's a broadcast about how much better they're treating their employees, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah, they can like, say whatever they want about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, it's like that. Like I'm sure I'm sure the game will be pretty cool, but that that company tends to keep kind of trying to cover up. Yeah. Like, the extent to which they are not that cool. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like they said some, like, their social media said some really gross stuff a couple years ago. And, right. like, the, the PR response to that was basically like, we're sorry, you were offended. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and like, the, the really crappy work culture thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Like, everyone's really excited about that game, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to share that enthusiasm. I'm honestly when when not, you like oh, when you open that car up and you see what's under the hood, you know. Even outside of it, I can't say that I'm especially excited about that game. Okay, like I don't love first person games. I'm kind of sick of cyberpunk at this point. It's been enjoying a bit of a resurgence in some media that I participate in, you know. Right. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm I'm sure that it'll be fun and people will enjoy it, but count me out. Yeah. For many reasons. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair enough. One thing it claims it's trying to do is kind of uh have a lot of options that give your character uh gender fluidity. You That's know? cool. Yeah, like it, And it's, very fitting for a cyberpunk setting. Yeah, like I think if a, like, you know, I think if a cyberpunk game did not have that yeah. it wouldn't really understand a lot of the appeal of cyberpunk exactly um but like there's there's a lot of worry that like of them doing that in a tasteful and good way yeah um, that would just understandable yeah so i'm kind of you know i'm interested to see what the response from like the trans community is like once once this game comes out yeah uh i'm you know I'm hoping that they get a good experience out of it. I'm not really holding my breath at this, uh-huh. at this moment, just because it it feels like there's like even if the game does its best to respect that community, I feel like there's a lot of developers and people yeah. in corporate positions at that studio that don't, and it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, even if you're somebody who considers yourself like a staunch ally, like it's difficult to kind of 
have a true understanding of that space if you're not inhabiting it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, like, even even well-intentioned LGBTQ plus representation can backfire. Oh, yeah. uh, If you don't have a set of eyes in there to go, like, you know, you think you're being really cool right now, but you're not. Yeah, and And I don't... CD Projekt Red does not have that. I I doubt they do. Yeah, I I get the vibe that they don't. Like, I know if I were in charge of a company that big, I would hire some people that knew what they were talking about. And, you know, I think that's a possibility. But, again, I feel like a broken record here, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, it's good that you're not, because you would suffocate if you were. Um... I mean, you know, if Riot Games can turn shit around, <laughs> anyone true. can. That is true, yeah. But CD Projekt Red hasn't explicitly demonstrated that they're even trying yet. No. That's that's really just what I want from a lot of game development companies is transparency. <laughs> I want transparency so that I can eff- uh, ethically purchase their products. It's okay, Sean. You can say NetherRealm. I want transparency, Ed Boon. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's gonna be a Cyberpunk 2077 77 thing <laughs> at June 11th, and uh, also, June 11th, 2077. Also, June 11th is EA Play, right? Uh, which is you know the the thing they probably would have done in D3. They're doing here, uh, and the description is specifically Electronic Arts unveils a new slate of games. Interesting. Which, which sounds like there's going to be some new ass announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's interesting because a lot of the things that I think Electronic Arts can bring to the table right now is just kind of like updates for their current slate of games. Right. Like support for Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've announced that they're reworking Anthem. So like some details <laughs> on that would be nice. Right. Yeah. Whenever they feel like doing that. Yeah. There's obviously going to be more Madden and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, EA sports will probably have like five games to show. Sure. Uh, and they'll, even though they'll all be different sports, they'll still all seem identical to me. <laughs> uh, so out of like the new kinds of announcements they could make, um, one is definitely that EA has kind of been looking into remasters and i mm-hmm. think we're gonna get a mass effect trilogy remaster announcement cool here. yeah um i think they even kind of implied they were working or even maybe straight up said that they're working on that during their kind of their fiscal report right okay so yeah so i, I think they'll show the mass effect trilogy remaster cool for uh for like playstation and xbox platforms mm-hmm. and switch will probably sit that out yeah um, which is dumb because like Switch could do it, you know. Like those are old games. Depending, depending on like how ham they're going with that remaster. Mm, that's true. If they can make the Mass Effect games look like real good again, mm-hmm. as good as it felt like they looked when they first <laughs> came out, sure, that could be really cool. That could be cool. Uh, it feels like it's time for a new Star Wars announcement of some kind. Yeah, sure. They've still got that license for like a few more years, I think. Okay. Man, I'm so excited when they don't have it, unless, I don't know, if they renew it or whatever, you know. I, I feel like Disney's not going hmm. to bite on that renewal. Okay. Like, I think even if EA tries to renew it, Disney will be like, mm, no, <laughs> thank you. 
we're talking with Square Enix and they're putting a Star Wars world in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 4 and that sounds cooler than anything you guys have done in the last 10 years. That's fair. Yeah. Who uh what would your dream developer be for Star Wars if they gave exclusive Star Wars game rights to a new company? Ooh. Um <laughs> Square Enix so that there could be a King- <laughs> Star Wars world in Kingdom Hearts 4. Okay. If if whatever company gets the rights also allows Kingdom Hearts for sure, we can to assume have, that to have a Star Wars world. Yeah. Um. What's your answer? Uh, Platinum Games. Ooh. Imagine the lightsaber battles. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll give you that, but like, I'm also imagining like the character dialogue. Uh, you know, they'll bring in some people to do that part. <laughs> I just imagine, like, we brought in George Lucas. I was like, no, 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 no. He doesn't need to write anything anymore. <laughs> uh, we'll just give it to Square Enix, and then they'll team up with Platinum Games like they do. You yeah, know? they. you're right. That's kind of a win-win yeah. for, for you, at least. Yeah. But, I mean, what would probably happen instead is Square Enix would give the Star Wars game to Crystal Dynamics. Oh, yeah, that's true. And uh, we don't know how good they're going to do with Avengers yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Such as? Is that game going to be shit? <laughs> that's question number one. <laughs> I'm not confident that it's going to be good. Yeah, and you know, I feel like it's not even super Crystal Dynamics' fault just because it started development in, like, just this super micro transaction-y part mm-hmm. of like you know like everyone was just trying to figure out loot boxes yeah. and all that and uh and it just took crystal dynamics so long to make this video game uh, that that's that's starting to be uncool and they just have this game that yeah. almost seemed like it was gonna rely on that shit yeah anyway we'll be talking more about avengers later okay um if any game company could get the Star Wars license, um, like, I think Ubisoft could do a great job with it. If I'm they so gave... wary of them still. Yeah, like, just, like, their current-gen Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Their, their current-gen, like, Assassin's Creed team making a star wars game that would be cool yeah like i but even like they go to michelle ansel and they're like hey we know you've finally been working on beyond good and evil too <laughs> but pause that project again we want you to make a new game with that energy uh-huh. in the star wars universe go that could be pretty cool yeah and then, like, they finally do the reveal, the next reveal for Beyond Good and Evil 2, and it's just got a bunch of Star Wars elements to it. <laughs> now you can fight, instead of with a staff, you fight with a light sword. Oh no, it's your new companion, Doya. <laughs> He's a little imp who speaks weird, and you gotta fight Varth Dater. <laughs> I. Anyone listening to this right now, I I want you to go on Google and type in the words Yu Yu Hakusho and then type the word Yuda, Y-O-U-D-A, <laughs> and behold the character yes. that looks exactly like Yoda drawn by the Hunter Hunter guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah. Amy and I have been watching Yu Yu Hakusho. They uh, have. 
a lot. We're, I think it's almost over, isn't we're, it? We're on the last arc. Wow. Yeah. We're on the last arc. It's it's really good. I've never like I've never watched this much of Yu Haka show. Like I watched like a couple <laughs> episodes here and there when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um but like that not only is Yu Yu Hakusho feel like a really underrated show, mm-hmm. like it's it's really good. It's got a lot of really great stuff in it. Yes. But there's so much Yu Yu Hakusho in like every shonen anime that's come out since then. <laughs> there's so many times that Amy and I have like watched, like seen something happen in Yu Yu Hakusho and go, holy shit, the creator of Naruto is a fucking hack. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I mean, really, the guy even rips himself off when he does Hunter Hunter later on. He he does it so much, actually. Yeah. Like, I I don't think there's an original idea in Hunter Hunter. Actually, <laughs> it's just like he just took something from Yu Yu Show and repurposed it for nearly every <laughs> arc, nearly every like thing that happens in Hunter Hunter. Uh, I still love Hunter Hunter. Anyway, of uh. Fuck Star Wars? Is that what we were talking <laughs> yes. about? Yeah. Yes. Right. You said a dumb Yoda thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks, Daniel. You're welcome. Yeah, I guess I guess Ubisoft would be my my answer because they both have like uh like a creative team and development team that I think are big and powerful enough to pull something off like Star Wars. I think that makes a lot of sense. I just like I know that Ubisoft does good stuff now. Yeah. But, like, shovelware-ass shit games from Ubisoft was such a fixture of my adolescence <laughs> that it's, like, the first impression that will never go away. Sure. I'll just always associate them with that shit, you know? I I can't blame you for that, but, yeah, they've... I know they've, they've really upped their game in, like, the last decade, yes, you know? Even, for sure. <laughs> even if they haven't, like, upped... Uh, how seriously I'm able to take their E3 presentations. <laughs> They've definitely upped their game from a development standpoint. That is true. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Star Wars stuff. And I think I think because a new generation's coming up, Electronic Arts will show at least one new IP. Okay. Um, And something that... L- <laughs> I... I wrote on the outline cool new IP, but the word cool is in quotation marks. Yeah. Because I think it's something that Electronic Arts will think is super cool. Uh-huh. And maybe something that a mainstream audience will think is super cool, mm. but not something that you and I, Sean, will think is very cool. That's fair. Um, Yeah. I think it'll involve a lot of violence and guns somehow. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. I'm going to say that... Uh... Because of the popularity that GTA 5's online mode has been going on, ha- has had going on. Yeah. They've just been secretly working on an open world experience that would have a similar online component. Ooh, okay. And they're going to reveal it, but it's going to feel like it's way too late. Okay. That's my guess. Okay, interesting. Um, hmm. What is something that really blew up like a year or two ago either in game development or in just like just kind of a media way hmm that really blew up a year or two ago uh maybe it'll have like weird political commentary in it maybe like because because like ea has already dipped their toe into the battle royale thing that's apex legends right yeah so they've already kind of got 
got Battle Royale locked in. And I feel like Apex Legends is doing so good at this point that they don't want to cannibalize Apex Legends with other Battle Royale shit. Sure. Yeah, something... Maybe they had a new Sims on the back burner, but then when Animal Crossing was so successful, they were like, guys, got an idea. We're doing a lot of shit like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a guy in here. His name is Nam Took. <laughs> and uh, you rent an apartment from him. Eventually it becomes a condo. And uh, you grow vegetables on your rooftop garden. And it's the Sims horizons of the new world. Oh, you know what, though? Yes, please save me. What? Si- Sims 4 mm-hmm. recently was a PlayStation Plus title. Mm. They've been putting the... They've been... Like, the expansions have been going on sale, like, every couple uh-huh. months lately. Right. So maybe that's them kind of going like, oh, you you like The Sims 4? Well, wait till we do The Sims 5. Yeah, I, I think uh-huh. I think Sims 5 could be an announcement. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I helped you get there. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, there's two more events that are on the website right now. Mm-hmm. One is Tenacon 2020. Uh, Digital Extremes updates Warframe players on what's next. Okay. Uh, I'm glad that game's still getting support for the people who like it. Yeah, me too. I still know barely anything about Warframe. I think it's a little weird. I've never been able to get into it. But, you know, good for them. And finally, August 24th will be the Gamescom opening night live. Uh, The spectacular industry-wide finale to Summer Game Fest. Okay. Uh, It will be hosted by Jeff Keighley. Sure. And I believe Gamescom has announced that they are going to be a digital event this year right. and not do the physical event anymore, like so they usually do. Transitioning from one thing to another. Yes. Cool. Uh, so I, I think, and I think that one in particular will have some fairly big announcements. Sure. So um, so the Summer Game Fest will definitely be more than these this handful of events we just mentioned. Yes. Uh. You know, particularly only one thing has been announced for July and only one thing has been announced for August. So I think that'll definitely get filled out more. Mm-hmm. And I think June will have a lot more stuff in it over time because that was going to be E3 month. And sure. I still think people have stuff planned for E3 month. That makes sense. So with that, uh, let's segue into the companies that are confirmed to be providing stuff okay. for Summer Game Fest. Cool. Um, these, these are all companies that are listed on the website. Right. Uh, first is 2K Games, the creators of Borderlands, XCOM, and Bioshock. Right. Uh, we, they recently just put, like, put a bunch of Borderlands, Bioshock, and XCOM ports Uh onto, uh, onto the Switch, and I need to remember if there's anything they're, like, working on. Hmm. Like, this hot minute. Like, Borderlands 3 came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel I was just trying to think. I feel like we've gotten Borderlands stuff and XCOM stuff more recently than we've gotten Bioshock stuff. Yeah. So maybe they'll bust out a new Bioshock. Maybe. Um, like, the last Bioshock we got was Infinite, and that was a while ago. Yeah, but Bioshock also kind of requires, like, the Bioshock guy to be on board, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, 2K Games also does, like, like the WWE games, right. the NBA 2K games, the PJ Tour games. Sure. Um, that's all, uh, 
those are all things that are that are slated for this year. Okay. Ish. Um in December 2019, 2K formally announced that a new BioShock game is in the works by a newly created internal studio, Cloud Chamber. Hmm, okay. So there you go. Yeah, we we could see a, a BioShock like BioShock 4. Cool. Yeah. Um I liked Infinite, what I played of Infinite, which was like half of it probably, so you know, cool. why not? Yeah, I have yet to play more than the first 10 minutes of any Bioshock game. Okay. Yeah. Uh Activision is a confirmed company. Right. Um I think in a recent in their recent earnings report they said that there were going to be a couple a couple of like Activision IPs that get new releases mm. in uh in fiscal year 2020 to 2021. Sure. And uh I feel like at least one of those games will be Crash and or Spyro related. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, Bandai Namco is a confirmed company. Mm-hmm. So one thing that Bandai Namco is confirmed to be working on is the Dark Pictures anthology. Right. Um, we got Man of Medan last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which and, people seem to like. Yeah, and and these games, of course, are being worked on by the, uh, the Until Dawn team. Right. right. Uh, so the next game in the Dark Pictures anthology is called Little Hope. So I feel like we'll get some kind of little hope trailer or gameplay reveal or something. Cool. And uh the rest of what Bandai Namco could be giving us uh anime games. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, they they always reveal like cool anime games, you yeah. know, like uh um Dragon Ball Fighters is kind of I feel like after season 3 is over, mm-hmm. Ultra Instinct Goku just came out. Okay. And there's going to be like three more characters, and I think after that, Arxism Works will be done with Dragon Ball <laughs> Fighters. Thank goodness. Um, so the question is if Bandai Namco has them working on something new. Hmm. Um, like my hope has been my hero. Um. Well, I mean that'd be great. That that would be great. But uh, One Piece. Are you going to let me finish my sentences, Sean? I'm just guessing based on animes you like. <laughs> I mean, my... I'm making predictions on a prediction podcast, Daniel. <laughs> so me. This isn't a Daniel's... What Daniel's going to say in 10 seconds theory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my Hero Academia is currently already getting fighting games from mm-hmm. a different development team right. that Bandai Namco has hired. Uh, like one is Justice Two just came out this year, so I don't think it'll be a My Hero Academia thing. If Arc System Works is working on a new anime game thing, I think, I think there's two that are most likely. One of it, one is One Piece Fighters, yeah, right, and the other is like Naruto Fighters. Nice. I think. I also guessed Naruto, but I didn't say it because it makes you mad when I predict stuff. <laughs> Yes, I, I figured I'd stop. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Just for the sake of your own, you know, your your blood pressure there. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, no problem, man. I my my dream would be to get like one of those and then the other, and then Arc System Works just mixes assets from all three games and uh-huh. adds like ten to fifteen new characters from other shonen jump properties for like a big old shonen jump fighters sure you know? yeah i would like i would like that i could be into that yeah um yeah god that'd be that'd be great 
but Ar- Arxis Morse always has so much on their plate yeah. that I don't like. It's like, are they still making Persona Five Arena? Uh, like I hope so. Like you know, like Rambo Fantasy Versus is still like a thing that they're actively developing. Mm-hmm. They're they're probably done with Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle now. Right. G- Guilty Gear Strive isn't even out yet. How yeah. many development teams do they have at this point? It seems like enough. I y- guess. Yeah. God. So like, I know something makes me feel like if Arxism Works is working on a new game with Bandai Namco, like a new anime fighting game, this is not the year sure. that they'll announce it. Okay. I think 2021 will be the year for that. Or at least 2021 would be the year they'll release it. Right. Maybe we'll see an announcement at some point in 2020. Okay. Um, I think Bandai Namco just announced, like, uh like kind of an action adventure game in the Demon Slayer universe. Oh, okay. That just kind of like, you know, tells the first part of the anime. Sure. Um That could be cool. Yeah. I think it could be cool. Uh so it's hard to think of like an anime game they could announce that would feel big. Cause we got One Piece World Seeker already. Uh-huh. But that came out fairly recently. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot came out pretty recently. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because like, would they ne- like, like maybe it's time for them to announce a new Naruto or Boruto game? Sure, sure. Um, Why not? Automatic well, money spinner. Uh, may- is it as much of an automatic money spinner now though? If they make it shitty enough. If they- <laughs> wait, you think that making it shitty would make it more of a money spinner? Well, you know, like a certain subset of people are going to buy it no matter what. If they're able to spend just enough money on assets and development, then they can make a profit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of like like a new thing that they could mm-hmm. release, right? Like it had to be based on a Shonen Jump property. It had to be, ooh, a Hunter Hunter game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd want a Hunter Hunter fighting game. I don't know if it'd be that. What I'd love is a game where you design your own character and take the hunter exam. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You take a hunter exam in a different year than Gon does, <laughs> but once you've passed the hunter exam, you get to be present for different hunter hunter arcs. Sure. Yeah, I'm into that. That's Yeah. Cool. Like or like there's lots of there's there's lots of parts in Hunter Hunter where like where, like, Gon is the focal character, but, mm-hmm. like, other important side characters just, like, kind of disappear for a while. Sure. So it'd be great if, like... Oh, you, like, run into a side character yeah, when exa- he's away from Gon. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, maybe, like, during the Chimera Ant arc or something. Like, you... Sure, I know what that is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's an arc. It's... Uh-huh. <laughs> There's an arc of the Chimera... Like, so, like... During the Chimera Ant arc, you're not actually part of, like, Gon's team that goes and fights the Chimera Ants, mm-hmm. but you run into, like, Kurapika or sure. something. Yeah. yeah. Kurapika. <laughs> Kurapika. Pika-pika. <laughs> That's what he says, right? <laughs> Kurapika is this blonde dude that kind of wears, like, this, like, Crusades-ass outfit. Okay. Uh, has, like, uh, these cool chains that he whips around. Like, maybe, like, you run into him doing his thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah. All right. 
Beta Diego's gonna announce a Hunter Hunter game this summer. Okay, I think that's less likely than you do, but I'd be happy for you if it was true. I'm not saying it's that likely, <laughs> but that is my prediction. I I think Beta Diego's gonna announce an anime game. It's some I want the anime game announcement to be cool. So Hunter Hunter, because Hunter Hunter is cool. All right. What would your prediction be? I don't know because I don't know the Shonen Jump properties off the top of my head like you do. Yeah. Oh shit, uh, JoJo. They can announce like a JoJo oh. game. Oh yeah, sure. I'll go with that. I don't really care for JoJo, but I can see that happening. Yeah, jo- JoJo's pretty big right now, and it, like it really blew up like last year. It feels like. Yeah, there's definitely been a resurgence of people like talking about JoJo like it's normal. So <laughs> I can see them doing something JoJo related. Yeah. Um. Jo- JoJo or them like every now and then. Uh. Bandai Namco will just bring back an old Shonen Jump property and make a mm-hmm. video game based off of it. Like a few years back, there was that Saint Seiya video game, right? Um, so I could see them doing like, like a cool new Yu Yu Hakusho fighting game. Okay. Or uh, I I had something on my mind and it went away. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you think but, of it. Tell me. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, so like yeah, Yu Hakusho, Jojo, or perhaps Yeah, I, I can't find it. Anyway. Okay. Um <laughs> Uh Yeah, I, I think Ben and Amco will definitely announce stuff, even maybe stuff beyond that. Like they just announced the fucking Scarlet Times. Sure, right. Um Yeah. Uh so up next is Bethesda. Okay. Now Bethesda always shows stuff like it always has those big old presentations at E3. Right. So I feel like one of the unannounced events is just a new Bethesda event where they'll mm-hmm. show off stuff. Sure. So I think uh, that I, that it'll include stuff like support for Doom Eternal. Okay. Um. updates on games like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. But honestly, who gives a shit about Ghostwire Tokyo now that Akumi Nakamura isn't working on it anymore? How long have you been holding that in? I mean, it just burst out of me just now <laughs> like a spooky ghost in Ghostwire Tokyo came out of my body. Just like Akumi Nakamura came out of Bethesda and is now doing her own thing. You know that Akumi Nakamura isn't even the biggest name attached to Ghostwire Tokyo, right? Mm. Shit. <laughs> Ooh, side question. Yeah. Do you think Ikumi Nakamura will resurface in any way <laughs> as part of the Summer Game Fest? I yeah, I think that her at least making a cameo is an inevitability. Okay. I absolutely think that. Do you think she will do you think a game studio will show up and be like we have an announcement to make. <laughs> We've hired Ikumi Nakamura. I don't know. She it seems like she's really into doing her own thing. Like I yeah. follow her on Twitter and Instagram, and she's just like running around, having a good time, <laughs> talking to people. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Mm. She her her whims are as mysterious to me as the ghosts in Ghostwire Tokyo. Man, you know what would like, you know, it'd be crazy if. If Microsoft was like <laughs> during their August like first right. party game reveal, they're like, 
this is this is a long this is this is far off, but we just hired Akumi Nakamura. Right. <laughs> she will be the creative lead on like a horror game. That'd be great. Made by one of our development studios. Yeah, I mean, I'd play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd watch you play it. Nice. Yeah. But also, also, I think Bethesda will give us a little peek at like Starfield. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Seems like a fair guess. Yeah, May- I feel like maybe it's too early for that too. But mm. maybe they'll show a Starfield. Okay. Blizzard Entertainment is on the list. All right. Uh, we've we've really seen very little of either Overwatch Two and Diablo Four. So that's true. Yeah, especially we've- Diablo Four. We just got that freaky CG trailer. Yeah. So. So yeah, I think either of those getting gameplay or something, that'd sure. be nice. Yeah. Bungie is on the list. Mm. Uh Bungie released a new Destiny 2 expansion uh last year. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kinda like you know, it could be something as simple as like, here's more Bungie, here's more <laughs> Destiny 2 updates. Right. But Destiny 2's been out long enough that I feel like Destiny 3 could be a thing Mm. it's also worth noting that bungie said they wanted to uh put a new ip out by the end of 2025 okay so uh guess we'll see what that is yeah so maybe they'll announce that but uh but yeah maybe a destiny 3 announcement because we're going into the next gen cool right yeah i'm into that idea i've played a little bit of destiny 2 and i liked it but it's also one of those games where, like, it had been out for so long at that point that I was convinced about, like, what expansion should I buy? What am I doing? You sure, know? yeah. It'd be nice to catch a new Destiny at the beginning and go from there. Yeah. I, I'm i just probably never getting into that franchise. That's just, fair. It's just, not really your thing. Yeah, A, it's not really my thing, and B, like... Destiny 2 seems so dependent on Destiny 1's lore. Mm, sure. Uh, yeah, there's definitely... <laughs> There's definitely, like, a moment during the kind of tutorial level of Destiny 2 yeah. where, like, this thing, it gets revealed that this thing happened and they're clearly, the music strikes an ominous chord, the camera, everything, they're framing it as this really significant thing. And I was just sitting there like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Sean and I get into so many arguments about like context and how much it matters. Yeah, and like that that like that moment in games, like when like some like something the game treats with so much gravitas is something I don't understand. That's few things are more frustrating to me in in video games than right. than that feeling. You know? I just don't have that experience. I thought it was kind of funny, and I moved on. <laughs> that was my that was my feeling about that moment uh yeah like yeah i i saw that and i think like i felt myself just check out of the whole game when that (laughs) happened you know yeah uh cd project red is on the list and we know why they're gonna show cyberpunk 2077 stuff digital extremes is on the list we know why they're gonna show warframe stuff um electronic arts is on the list and we already talked about that yes uh playstation's on the list right um so i think the the obvious thing that they could show off this summer is a ps5 showcase yeah and hopefully it will be more interesting than that weird one that they did where it was like and we have four high quality screws oh oh my god oh my god like (laughs) the chassis 
is plastic. A- Amy and I went into the living room. <laughs> we went to the living room. We turned that stream on. We were ready to watch the PlayStation 5 reveal, right. and it was just Mark Cerny. Yeah. That just, was that was weird, man. That uh, was really weird. They really should have set expectations for that better. Yes. I, I think they did straight up say it's like, we're not announcing any games. We're just mm. talking about the hardware. And it's like, cool, but like... But you could have shown the hardware, and it still could have been cool. Yes. No. Yeah. Like my my takeaway from that was almost like, why did you do this at all? Yeah. Like uh, in, investors, developers. I, mean, I don't know. Just do a conference call or something. Yeah. You know? Like there's ways to do that that don't involve setting and then crushing the expectations of everyone who's tuning in. Yeah. They did at least like I'm pretty sure they did straight up say afterwards like yeah sorry we we are gonna show games the next time <laughs> right we're gonna show games next time so yeah so I, I think there'll there'll be some ps5 announcements and reveals yeah that makes sense i'm sure someone will be pretty cool yeah um what what do you think will be a ps5 announcement uh the next game in the new god of war franchise oh yeah Ooh, yeah yeah like god of war quote two unquote exactly yeah yeah okay yeah. your son's a teenager or whatever i don't know what happens in the first game yeah like maybe he's already dead right who yeah. knows <laughs> maybe kratos is dead wow that'd be wild yeah like it, it'd be cool if god of war 2 the second two uh like atreus is just like the protagonist you're just playing as atreus yeah doing god of war things yeah like having a cool bow and like, mm-hmm. like the the arrow like zigzags through all your enemies, like like fucking Yondu or something. Sure, I'm, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, um, I wish that one of the announcements would be Ape Escape Four. Yeah, but not even I am that foolish. <laughs> I would not make a prediction that foolish. Ape That's Escape fair. Four. Um. They just call it Ape Escape 5 because it's for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it'd be cool if they revisited the the concept of an all-star fighting game that includes all their IPs. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're getting that yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I the, feel the like the sting if... of PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is still smarts. Yeah, which, which is funny because, like... Uh, Sony people have been on the record as saying it's like, yeah, we'd like to revisit that concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not going to be that game next time. <laughs> it's going right. to be a different game, but uh, but we think there's something to the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if we, even if we get that, like, I think it'll be, I, I think at the beginning of a new generation isn't when we get it. Maybe it'd be part way through the new generation. Sure. After we've seen some of like the new IPs and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, at, like at the beginning of the gen, they they put out a, a new IP called like Super Toast. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and then like you know like the and then the titular Super Toast yeah would be a playable character in in the mid gen Sony fighting game. Yeah, right. And then you know since since it's kind of based on Super Toast, what you're doing is you're taking other playstation ips and you're just slathering them on hunks of bread no super toast is just a character in and the sony fighting game tastiest wins no absolutely not <laughs> yeah no yeah no you, you don't understand 
I don't think you really even get. My money, my money is on Kratos for tasting the best. He's got those those Greek flavors. Now he's got all Norse flavors in there. I don't think you really even get the mechanics of Super Toast. Oh, what are the mechanics of Super Toast then? Enlighten me, Toast Man. I mean, clearly it's you put the you put the toast in the toaster uh-huh. and like you know you you move the Dual Shock controller like <laughs> downward to kind of like click the uh-huh, bread in, sure. and then like and then you wait until like. The toast is like as hot and crisp as popular as possible. Yeah, and then you launch the toast okay. out. Yeah, and, and your goal and- is to shoot it directly into the mouth of the person who's going to be eating it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I see. Good. You get that part. You, know, <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So you know, With it's, it's no less. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> this person is hungry. <laughs> he I- needs bread now. <laughs> No butter time. Actually, no time for butter. Actually, later levels involve you shooting the toast like through, like, uh-huh. like, like you know, there'll be like a stick of butter like on I the see. way to the guy's right. mouth. So you need to like slide yeah. the bread like through as you launch it at such an angle that there's not too little, but there's not too much. Exactly, because yeah. because you don't want to like. You don't want the top of the bread to just, like, mash into the stick of butter, and then the kid just gets, like, a stick of butter in his mouth. That's actually, like, the worst-case scenario for a Super Toast level. Yeah, exactly. That's how you fail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but... You get F for fucking butter. <laughs> but, but you do get the butter mouth achievement the first yes. time you make that mistake. Right, yeah. 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 But that's the only time you ever want to do it. If yeah. you're a completionist, you're looking for those chivos. Yeah, like, you know, them, them trophies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's a fun sound clip where, uh, where someone's like, uh-oh, looks like somebody's a butter mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you actually get the achievement. You only get the achievement if your dad happens to be looking in your direction when you get a full mouth of butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the dad says it. Yeah. Uh, voiced by Tom Ryan Kenny. Reynolds. <laughs> Tom Kenny. Yeah, that's yes. good too, actually. Yeah. You actually get a choice. You, right. Uh, yeah. Right. You, yeah. <laughs> as, as you get the toast of the kids mouth in their ways, you unlock new voices right. for the dad. Yeah. You. <laughs> You like, you know, you load into a level, it's like, select your toast! And you can do like white, rye, wheat, and then select your dad! (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Reynolds and uh, James Earl Jones. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh oh. Looks like someone's a butter mouth. It's the most satisfying when he says it. Yeah. (laughs) Simba. You got some butter in your mouth, Simba. Clean that lion mouth. That's actually the last thing Simba said to him before he died. Dad, no, Dad. I got butter in my mouth, Dad. Oh, this is all my fault. I should have ate the toast into my mouth better. Dad. And Scar Scar shows up. (laughs) Oh no, Simba. All that butter in your mouth. Run, Simba. And never return. Run to where you can find a napkin. (laughs) Hey, Pumba. Look at all the butter in this kid's mouth. We should take him in. (gasps) Do you want to know? One time I ate some butter 
<laughs> and I do big old fart because I'm Pumba. <laughs> Simba, Nala, you still have butter in your mouth all these years later. I couldn't find a napkin. It's the same butter. Simba. <laughs> what would your father say if he saw you now? He'd probably say something like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like someone's got a butter mouth. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> Tony's conference. <laughs> Simba, oh, as your advisor, I've decided you are the one true king. But you've got some butter <laughs> in there. Not you too, Zazu. <laughs> Ah, uh, Rowan Atkinson disapproves. <laughs> you could also choose Rowan Atkinson's voice for your dad. <laughs> He's a hidden dad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, secret, yeah. secret dad. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. That was one of our worst bits we've ever done. Uh, you better put the whole thing in there. Oh, God. Oh, uh. oh Jesus. <laughs> Hey, who's next, Daniel? <laughs> we didn't really predict what shit Sony would show. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I think Sony will depend on a lot of third-party stuff that isn't going to come out for three years. Yeah, but yeah. not as much as they used to because they realize that uh, that has had diminishing returns for them. That's fair. Um, so I think... So I think there will be some cool stuff that they think will come out within a year, but actually won't come out for three years because game <laughs> development is hard. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's uh, that make that is fair. Yeah, and what's what's one example of that you think we'll see? Oh, an example of something that they think will come out sooner, but actually won't come out for three years. Yeah. Uh, uh you first. Kingdom Hearts three point five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah, like a like kind of a kind of a a mid. Like a Kingdom Hearts game that isn't supposed to be four, uh, but it's supposed to, you know, it's it's like kind of the dream drop distance of Kingdom <laughs> right, Hearts right. of Kingdom Hearts three to four, you sure. know, or maybe more like a birth by sleep scenario. Okay. Um, you know, one that's sort of meant to be smaller scale, but still looks about as good as Kingdom Hearts three, if not a little better. Sure. Um. And it's, you know, it yeah, it's like coming to PS5 first or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so Square Enix will take forever to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say uh, the next Street Fighter. Street Fighter 6? Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They will absolutely, maybe not absolutely, but I feel like, I feel like we're seeing Street Fighter 6 within the next year. That's a great prediction. Cool. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's a great prediction. Thank you. Uh, also, on the confirmed uh, publisher slash developers list is Private Division. Okay. Uh, Private Division uh, published The Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're also... Uh, they also have, currently have two, two games in the works. One is Kerbal Space Program 2. Ah... Uh. The other is a game called Disintegration. Okay. Uh, it's ah, it's it's a new 
uh, sci-fi first-person shooter. It's a new sci-fi first-person shooter right. from the co-creator of Halo. Okay. It's not a sci-fi. Okay. A new sci-fi first-person shooter. <laughs> it's like a new Cheetos. <laughs> Shootos with little master chiefs. <laughs> The new mascot is Master Chief's cousin, Chester Chief. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Dangerously dangerous because it's guns. (laughs) Uh, Riot Games is on the list. Mm -hmm. Um They've they've announced a bunch of League of Legends spinoff projects recently. Yes. So just more details on any of those seem like they make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, any of those single-player League of Legends experiences. Mm-hmm. I really want to see more of that fighting game. Me too. That would be great. Yeah. I've um, been playing uh, the card game they just released. Legends of the... Runeterra. Yes. And uh, it is extremely fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's another uh, Hearth clone, and they do some cool stuff to make it feel kind of distinct. Cool. I, I have really high hopes for the fighting game. Me too. Because, like, you know, the League of Legends franchise has a bunch of cool, unique movesets that would translate really well to a fighting game. Yes. And also, it's being developed by the Rising Thunder team. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, Rising Thunder had a lot of promise behind it. Mm-hmm. And this will be a fighting game that's developed by the Rising Thunder team with three or four more years of experience <laughs> developing yes. fighting games under their belt. And also, it won't be a game about a bunch of boring robots. <laughs> no, it'll be about games about a bunch of uh, very uh, marketable League of Legends characters. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm excited to see more of that shit. Me too. Square Enix is on the list. Uh, right. I feel like Square Enix is going to give us a full-ass presentation because sure. they were planning on doing it for E3. Yeah, they've got um, some stuff to do. Yeah, they've got they've got some stuff out. to do. Uh one thing I think is has potential to be seen there is uh-huh. like uh is the announcement of DLC or post launch content for Final Fantasy VII remake. Right. Um one thing I can think of is just uh like um them like adding a playable character that isn't playable yet. Yeah, yeah. But would be later. Like, maybe, like, Yuffie DLC or something. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Some something like that. Some kind of post-launch content for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Sure. It, it'll be weird if they just leave that game alone and go work on the next one. Yes. Yeah. That, that's just not Square Enix's style. No, definitely not. Uh, there's that near remaster slash remake they've been working on. Yes. So more details on that, I think, are given. Sure. Um, and I think we'll see more Avengers stuff. Yeah. Will they convince me that it will be good? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it did get delayed again, so maybe the delay is to kind of make it seem a bit less loot boxy. Sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One one can hope. Yes, that would be great. Uh, there's also some games. Uh, that they've announced a while back, uh, like Babylon's Fall, mm-hmm. the, the game they're working on with Platinum Games. Right. Right? Like, maybe more shit about that. Sure. Uh, Outriders, kind of, uh, kind of this Gears of Wars-y-ass looking mm-hmm. game. Like, you know, kind of that sci-fi shooter deal. Like, maybe we'll see more Outriders. Um, 
we have not seen this, but we know that Deck Nine, uh, the developers of Life is Strange Before the Storm, right, is working on a new game with Square Enix. That's cool. We like yeah. them. Yeah, they they did a great job on Before the Storm. I think I agree. So it'd be cool to see them work on like a new IP that's still kind of a choice driven adventure game. Yes. Yeah. I'm I think I think we'll see that Deck 9 announcement. Okay. Um and uh and from there like uh like new stuff, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah, actually um yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3.5 was a bad prediction for that Sony thing <laughs> because if they were going to announce it, and I don't think they'll announce it this soon, actually. It feels a little soon okay. to announce a new Kingdom Hearts game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they would have announced it here. Sure. Uh, I think we'll get more, like, remaster slash port announcements. All right. Like, maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll move that Chrono Trigger port to consoles. Oh, okay. Maybe. Nah, I was, I was about to say maybe Chrono Trigger and Cross will be bundled. Ah. Like, you know. Right. Like, you, you'll you get a re-release of both. <laughs> but Square Enix never does that. Nah. Square Enix never does that. They want that money. They want that money. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, so yeah, just, just Trigger. <laughs> uh, just, maybe Trigger finally gets a re-release. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like there'll be some, some cool little... Square Enix announcement that I'm not quite expecting. Sure. Hmm. You think it's time for Final Fantasy 16 to get announced? Uh, maybe. New gen, next gen's coming up. That's true. I would. Uh, I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. That that could be like the 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 stinger. You know, that could be mm-hmm. like the big announcement mm-hmm. of the Square Enix. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. You you told me that yes. that there are these rumors flying around. Yes, there are rumors circulating that uh the current um the current director of Final Fantasy 14 uh is going to be teaming up with Yasumi Matsuno, the creator of Final Fantasy Tactics to make Final Fantasy 16. And Yasumi Masano also did a lot of the story stuff for Final Fantasy XII, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, he was involved. He was heavily involved in the development of Final Fantasy XII. And to be clear, the these rumors are just rumors. But yeah. he has also been contributing a lot of content to Final Fantasy XIV, which right. is kind of why you know people are speculating. He did an entire series of raids based on the world of Evilis. Yeah. Uh, during the last expansion, and then during this expansion, he's doing a new storyline called the Bajja Resistance. Ooh. Um, and so the timing of Yoshi P, the director of Final Fantasy XIV, kind of like stepping away from that game, and Yasumi Matsuno being involved in all these projects again, it just... Uh, people are really kind of reading into that coincidence, and I yeah. hope that they're reading it correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I think... Uh... I think Matsuno's strengths is in kind of like fantasy settings too. Yes. And we haven't had a truly fantasy oriented Final Fantasy game mm-hmm. uh that hasn't felt like more like modern or sci fi yeah. since like twelve. Yeah, not for a long time. Yeah, and and really like even twelve has some sci fi elements, so yes. like you'd go even further back into like FF nine. Right, because ten was kind of almost post apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh so yeah, you'd have to go back to nine really to get one that's just like free of any kind of 
Star Wars influence. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, that that'd be cool. Like, do you remember that tech demo video that uh that Square Enix showed in like 2013 or 2014 called like Agony's Philosophy? Oh, vaguely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that was like a very like fantasy ass setting and I remember uh-huh. a lot of people thinking it's like, "Ooh, this is like, hmm. like, what if this is low key going to be the setting for the next Final Fantasy game? Okay, and I always liked that idea. But, yeah, sure. Um, uh, but you know, the nothing of that has really surfaced in a long time. So, <laughs> right. so who knows? Yeah, let me. Cool. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent convinced we'll see Final Fantasy 16 here. Right. Like but maybe, it'd be maybe cool. yeah, maybe that's a next year thing, or maybe it'll just be like a splash screen where they're like, "By the way, one more thing: Final Fantasy 16 currently in development." Yeah, and you we know? don't see like any of the world. We don't yeah. see any characters. It's literally just like Final Fantasy with the Roman numeral 16 next to it. Exactly. See you next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I even if it's just that level, I think we'll see Final Fantasy 16. Cool. Uh, I'll join you on that. Cool. Steam yes. is on the list because obviously they're doing those Summer Game Fest things. Sure. Uh, Warner Brothers is on the list. Mm. Now, uh, this is interesting because Warner Brothers was rumored to have their first press conference at E3 ever ah. this year before E3 disbanded for right. the year. So I think Warner Brothers might have a full-ass presentation okay. ready for uh, for the Summer Game Fest. Especially because Jeff Keighley has done a lot of Warner Brothers announcements at Game Awards and stuff in the past. Okay. So I think they'd absolutely uh, like let Jeff Keighley get his mitts on some of these announcements. <laughs> and they've got, a, they've got a lot of stuff they could announce, mm-hmm. right? Um, they've got Lego games, obviously. They've always got Lego sure. game stuff to announce. Um. Uh, there's that Batman Arkham game that the WB Montreal, right. that, like the Origins team has been working on forever that's been getting like canceled and restarted and canceled and restarted for like the past decade. Sure. Uh, that seems to finally be like making some headway and it seems to like involve the Court of Owls somehow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so I think like that is finally going to get announced. Cool. Um, there's that AAA Harry Potter game that leaked like two or three years ago. Yeah, and then we never heard anything about ever again. Yeah. Um, so like maybe they're polishing that for next gen systems and sure. they're gonna show that it's gonna look like fucking incredible. <laughs> um and uh and then of course there's Rocksteady's project. Right. Right? Um and uh and you and I, Sean, when we were doing Game Awards predictions, we both like a light bulb went off in both of our heads, and we said the Matrix at the same time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still think that that that's. I think I still think we're onto something. Rocksteady nice. working on a a fucking Matrix oh, game. Oh, I'd play the shit out of that. Yeah, I'm excited about it all over again. <laughs> uh, so I think that we could see a Warner Brothers event as part of the Summer Game Fest this summer, where they just announce all of that. Nice. Um, and also do other small stuff like maybe. Even though this technically isn't a, a WB Games thing, mm-hmm. maybe they'll show some of the the new Wolf Among Us game. Sure, because WB does own right uh, Fables, mm-hmm. even if they're not directly involved in any of that development. Right. Um. 
and uh, EB Games has some other stuff going on. Let's see here. The, I'm sure they could show some. I'm sure they could show some like mobile game stuff. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's NetherRealm obviously, but they just put out that aftermath. They're, yeah, yeah. There's the only a- thing I was thinking is like maybe like if, if a smaller team was doing like a kind of Shaolin monks level side project or oh, something. Oh yeah, something know? like that. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, because Ed Boon has talked about like wanting to do something other than a fighting game for a long time. Okay. Uh, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, Sam. I think. I think they're going to announce Injustice 3 sometime next year. Yeah. You know? Uh, however, that could end up being Marvel vs. DC. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, they could just give the Hulk Solomon Grundy's entire moveset, practically. <laughs> um, let's see, WB Games Boston works on mobile games. WB Games, San Francisco works on mobile games. Avalanche Studios uh-huh. uh, made the Disney Infinity Games. Ah. Right? Then they were acquired by WB Games and released Cars 3 Driven to Win. Ooh. Uh, which apparently wasn't that bad. Okay. But they've been quiet since. They've been mm-hmm. quiet since 2017. Hmm. So... So I think they'll announce a new game by Avalanche Software. Cool. Probably something kid-friendly seems to be kind of their thing. Sure, sure. But not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, they've they've also worked on like some Rampage games. Um, they Avalanche Software are the developers of Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero. Oh no, that's right. Of course they are. Yeah. Uh. And um, they did the the tack and the power of juju like games, right? Right. Okay. Uh, so it could be something kid friendly, but not necessarily. Sure. Um, ooh, Scooby Doo game. Ah, from Avalanche Software. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. They also have two game studios, and they have a studio in New York and a studio in San Diego. Hmm. They were both founded like. The New York studio was founded in 2017. The San Diego studio was founded in 2019. Okay. Um, Wonder what they're up to. Okay. The New York office supports games made by other WB mm. studios like Injustice 2. And, uh, and San Diego is another mobile studio. Okay. Okay. So, I think the big WB announcements... Batman. Yep. Harry Potter. Yep. Lego stuff. Yep. Scooby Doo by Avalanche Software. <laughs> uh and uh and Matrix by Rocksteady Games. Cool. Yeah. Alright. That that's a that's a fucking presentation that's right a solid there. Ass lineup. Yeah. yeah, that that could like win Summer Game Fest, really. Right. right. Um Yeah, if that all comes true, that that would light my world on fire. <laughs> And uh, and the last confirmed company on the list is Xbox, uh, which we already talked about, like, what kind of announcements they could make in the future and stuff. Right. So there's a couple of companies there that are conspicuously absent. Sure. Uh, I'll start with the less obvious one first, and that's Ubisoft, which we've mentioned. Okay. Uh, Ubisoft has already shown Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like, as part of the Microsoft thing. Right. So I think, like... 
I think, for example, when Sony makes announcements, that could be like, here's another, here's right. skulls and bones or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but obviously the big one that's missing from the list right now is Nintendo. Woo! Oh, God, that was terrible. <clears throat> Woo-hoo! Uh, there what I... <laughs> What I think is more likely than them not showing up at all is Jeff Keighley uh, has a working relationship with Nintendo, Mm -hmm. and he knows that a Nintendo reveal that we're not expecting would blow our minds, so he's just Uh... keeping that under his belt. Actually, I think there is a non-zero chance uh, that Sunrise Number 1 is a Nintendo game. Hmm. That's slated to come out in, like, July or August. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I think could actually be cool. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because, uh, here's the thing with Nintendo. Uh, there have been rumors, uh, you know, that a bunch of people have reported, uh, that various game developers have been getting notifications from Nintendo that they're not going to do a full Nintendo Direct this June. Right. Uh, due to stay-at-home complications. Sure. They're just not able to pull a wide-scale Nintendo Direct together in that time. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and that we shouldn't expect a Nintendo Direct until, like, the tail end of summer at the earliest. Okay. Uh, so, like, August or even September, which is technically summer still. Sure, sure. So one thing that Nintendo has said we're getting is... They reveal that ARMS character in June. They reveal right. and release of the ARMS Smash character in June. Okay. I can see that getting delayed. Yeah. Just, you know, because stuff. Yes. Uh, But I, I think they could definitely do kind of an ARMS an arms video in, in June. Okay. Um, You know, that's separate from any directs or anything. Uh, sure. One thing I could also see us getting is maybe not a full Nintendo direct, but like, you know, a focus director too, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for example, a Mario Direct. Sure. Um, there was another rumor a while back that a bunch of Mario stuff was in the works for his anniversary. Yes. Uh, stuff like remasters of Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with a new paper Mario game that that is more faithful to the first two than, yes. than the more recent entries in the franchise. Which would be... Fucking fantastic. And also some older Mario games released on the Nintendo Online service. Right. Um, I could see this being, you know, NES and Super Nintendo games that aren't on the service yet, like Super Mario RPG. Sure, sure. I could also see um, this being an announcement of, like, Nintendo Online Game Boy, and then just uh-huh. we get, like, Super Mario Lands 1 through 3. Just right. bam, immediately. Yeah. So I, I think, like, just a... A Mario Direct with all of these announcements in it mm-hmm. uh, would would be nice. That'd be great. Yeah, like that, like a, just a Mario Direct in like June or July. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's not part of the Summer Game Fest, but uh, I, I still think it could happen. Okay. Just either way. Um, I think it's a solid prediction. Yeah. But I, I also think that, I think that Jeff Keighley's getting a Nintendo announcement during the Summer Game Fest. Nice. Uh, I think maybe, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, maybe one that's unrelated to Mario. What What do you think? What do you think would be like a sunrise level Nintendo announcement? Something coming out in July or August, maybe September. Brand new Nintendo IP. Wow. Ooh, you you think that would release this summer, or or do you think that's just like maybe an announcement this summer that comes out in the fall or something? Exactly. Yeah, I think that it'll get announced now and come out later. But yeah. Okay. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring. 
That's that's a big hat. Yes. That's quite the hat you've tossed in it's there. It's a ten gallon Texas cowboy hat. <laughs> my um, dude. My guess. A game released by August. Okay. In one of three existing Nintendo IPs. Alright. Kirby. Okay. WarioWare. Hmm. Or a third thing. Arms 2? Oh, too early for Arms 2. Okay. Hmm. I I think an Arms 2 announcement within the next two years makes sense. Sure. But like a release by August? I don't know about that. Okay. Like it's like I think it's gotta be something that like I, I think it'll be kind of a smaller game, but something that's still a little exciting. You sure. know, kinda like kinda like that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon announcement mm-hmm. we got earlier, kinda like kind of like clubhouse games right, right right that announcement um something that's a little closer to that level okay uh so i think kirby is a contender i think i think WarioWare is a contender it would, it would excite me very much well, but i know that's kind of a lower tier <laughs> uh release um yeah I, I mean i'd like that i'd also love a new kirby yeah yeah um or or yes uh the tentai detective the detective club oh nintendo detective club yeah yeah the yeah the detective club game getting a localization yes uh that getting an announcement and like uh I'll I'll say a release of that by like September instead okay. of August. Yeah, that would be cool. Yes, one one of those three will be a Jeff Keighley Sunrise, maybe the very first one. Nice. Yeah, to really kind of set off the <laughs> the summer game fest excitement. Sure. And I think there will be other sunrises. Uh, I think the other sunrises will include things like. Like a Riot Games League of Legends thing. Okay. Uh, and an Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4 thing from Blizzard. Sure. And an anime game from Bandai Namco. Mm-hmm. And a Crash or Spyro announcement from Activision. Right. And uh, something from 2K Games. Maybe the new Borderlands game. Okay. Yeah. I think those are the Sunrises and... Uh, and other things you mentioned will be kind of relegated to their own events, like WB Games getting their whole sure. own event. Uh, I could also just see a bunch of WB Games sunrises, you know? Like maybe <laughs> WB Games is like, fuck, E3 is canceled. Yeah, we're not doing a big showcase, but... We own this conference now. Yeah, but, yeah, but, like, but Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, we are th- <laughs> three of the seven announcements. Here, Jeff Keighley, here's three million sunrise bucks. We get the rises now. Sunrise! Yeah, I don't know. They're they're good. They're good. They got it. That's the point. Let's open some listener mail. Why would you want to do that? I'm on a tear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open some listener mail. Okay. Uh, Atlas Fathom on Twitter says, Yep. It's probably highly unlikely, but I would love to see HD remakes or ports of Mario Sunshine and Skyward Sword, hmm. uh, ports of Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD, hmm. and ports of Ocarina of Time HD and Majora's Mask mm-hmm. HD. Um, 
Also, I really want Rare Replay ported to Switch, or at least ports of Banjo-Kazooie slash Tui, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, Diddy Kong Racing, and Donkey Kong 64. Good taste, my dude. I respect all of those. Uh, regarding serious predictions, the Arm Smash character, probably Min Min, will be announced during their E3 Weekend Direct. Okay. Um, thanks, Atlas Fathom. Yeah, thanks, Atlas Fathom. We have reason to believe that that E3 Weekend Direct isn't happening. Right. But I like your other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, like a big, like, Zelda port blowout thing isn't happening this year. Because this is kind of going to be like a Mario anniversary year. Right. Um, but I could see like a big old Zelda time <laughs> happening during Zelda's next anniversary, which I think would be 2022. Okay. Uh, oh, here's another like sunrise tier announcement I think Nintendo could make. Okay. Metroid Prime Trilogy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Release in like August or September. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wish that the Metroid series was more than that, but that's where we are now. <laughs> well, maybe it will be once we get that Prime 4. Maybe it will be. I just meant, like, outside of Metroid Prime. Oh, yeah, sure. Know. Yeah, if we ever got Metroid Dread or whatever. Right, yeah, I just, like, you know, I can remember beating Metroid Fusion and thinking, man, I can't wait till the next mainline entry in the Metroid franchise, and then it never happened. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be cool if, like, in all this silence, the team that made Metroid Samus Returns, ah. uh, if that team has been working on a 2D Metroid release ah, for the Switch. That would be so great. Ooh, actually, yeah, let me, hold on, let me see if that company has been doing anything in the last three years. All right. Yeah, because that was developed by Mercury Steam. Okay. With co-development from Nintendo EPD. Mm-hmm. In 2017, they released Metroid Samus Returns and a game called Space Lords, both in that year. Hmm. And they have not hmm. done anything publicly Interesting. since then. They they did the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games before mm-hmm. this, before the Metroid stuff. Right. Um, And, uh, and yeah... Radio Silence for Mercury Steam. Well, well, well. What if we get a new 2D Metroid game before we get Metroid Prime 4? That would be my ideal reality. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks, Atlas Fathom. Thank you, Atlas Fathom. Listener mail from Vinny G. Vinny G. Hey, guys. Long time no rights. Sorry about that. No problem. But here are my predictions. As an overall prediction for this not E3, I'm predicting that most of the games that would have had a holiday 2020 release will be postponed to summer of 2021. I don't think we'll be seeing many new games for the rest of the year. I don't think that's unfair. Yeah. Uh, Vinny then goes on to make uh, like a lot of predictions like he <laughs> loves to make, and yeah. I'll, I'll pick out some, some ones that I think are fun or cool. Cool. Fun. Uh... He breaks them down by company, so maybe I'll do one from each company. All right. Uh, Microsoft. Microsoft will announce their own Smash-like game, except that it will be a first-person shooter. Some of the characters will be Master Chief, a character from Call of Duty, Minecraft Steve, Clippy the Paperclip, and a soccer player from FIFA who shoots by kicking soccer balls at people. (laughs) All right. I appreciate your gumption there. Good. (laughs) Bethesda. 
A new Fallout game will get a trailer. It will be set in a post-apocalyptic San Francisco. Hmm. San Francisco in the wake of the apocalypse will have reverted to a feudal society, and the Fallout game will be a combination between Elder Scrolls and Fallout. The new queen is named Jan Francisco, and she has renamed the city-state in her image. Fallout Jan Francisco will have a summer 2021 release date. Incredible. <clears throat> Devolver Digital, who I actually forgot about till oh, now. Yeah. Devolver were Devolver will release a group of 58 minigames, which they made during the quarantine. These minigames will range from simple block puzzles where a cat pushes blocks around and mews adorably when you get three in a row to a My Friend Pedro spelling game. Uh, Ubisoft. A new Rayman game will be announced. It will be an open-world reimagining of the franchise, though, and will take place after a catastrophic event destroyed the land and left the Rayman heroes <laughs> frozen in time for a thousand years. Jesus Rayman Christ. will be voiced by Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> and Norman Reedus will voice the Teensies. Excellent. Square Enix. There's plenty that Square Enix could announce during the Not E3, a Final Fantasy VIII remake, information on the new Nier game, an expansion to Dragon Quest XI, a remaster of Chrono Trigger, etc., However, Square Enix will announce none of this. In fact, Square Enix will announce nothing for the foreseeable future. <laughs> All right. PlayStation. A new Katamari Damacy game will be announced to come out with the PS5. However, this Katamari game will have branching storylines where every decision and everything you absorb into your Katamari leads to a different ending. You can also make good and evil Katamaris, which influence which ending you get. Oh, and the Prince of All Cosmos will get a voice, and he will be voiced by Nolan North. I would play the shit out of this game. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> but Dad, why are you making me roll these Katamaris around, man? <laughs> uh, Good. Good Nolan North. It wasn't, but thank you. <laughs> I don't care. And Nintendo... We will get two reveal trailers for Smash characters. The first will be the ARMS character. My money's on Ribbon Girl or Min Min. Sure. The second character will be something like this. Greninja and King K. Rool fight on the Onet stage. Greninja is winning, and as King K. Rool tries to flop down onto Greninja, the Ninja Frog disappears, leaving the Crocodile King flopping on the ground. Greninja strikes the victory pose when a truck comes out of nowhere and hits Greninja off the stage. Pause. King K. Rool, still on the stage, looks around in confusion. We hear a ribbit and switch to an overhead view of Annette. <laughs> Cars and trucks drive down the street, and a small uh, green frog jumps across. Uh, the frog finishes crossing the street and hops onto K. Rule, knocking him out. Cut to Frogger hops to it. <laughs> Frogger's the next fighter in the fighter pass. He hops. He sticks his tongue out. He hits people with trucks. <laughs> Frogger coming fall 2020. In all seriousness, here's what I'm thinking for Fighters Pass 2. Uh, I've reserved the right to change this twice. One Ribbon Girl Rin Min, two Rayman, three Tracer, four Agumon, five Monster Hunter, six Rillaboom. Okay, respectable. Yeah. Um, he also asks, he doesn't know Microsoft very well, but maybe we do. Who do you think would be on the starting roster of a Microsoft Smash game? Oh. Yeah. I mean, aside from Master Chief, obviously. Right, yeah. I think Master Chief would be on the starting roster. I think about half the roster would be rare characters. I was going to say, they could just, like, fuck Nintendo by putting, you know, Banjo in there yeah. as well. Yeah, Banjo would absolutely be in there. Right. Um, Conquer, mm -hmm. a Battletoad. Sure. Um, or maybe both, and you, depending on the costume you pick, it's either Rash or Pimple. Uh, Zit, too, right? Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. it was the third one. Um. 
uh, Joanna Dark. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I I don't like is is Senua a character that would make sense in a fighting game? I don't know. Yeah. Um. So maybe Senua. Sure. Raz from Psychonauts. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. Probably John a- Madden himself. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they'd have like some cool third party stuff. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Uh, Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Microsoft's definitely been building that working uh, relationship mm-hmm. with Sega. There's been a bunch of cool Sega stuff on the Game Pass. Sure. And uh, and they've been they've been doing a lot of Yakuza stuff lately. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Probably like at least one more character from the uh from the Halo universe. Right. Uh like like the Arbiter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fulgore from Killer Instinct. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh you do a couple Killer Instinct characters. Yeah. Do Fulgore and uh TJ Combo. Yeah, or or uh or or Black Orchid maybe. Sure. I, I feel like we we need a like some more women in the Min starting Woo. roster. No, Min Woo is from Final Fantasy Two. Kim Woo. Kim Woo, yeah. 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 But yeah, I've yeah, I feel like we need some more like yeah, some more mm-hmm. women in the starting roster. Um, like they they could do some deep cuts like Blinks the Time Sweeper, but I I feel like that's like DLC or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe like Lara Croft is D like, but she'd be DLC too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, someone from Dead or Alive. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I could see a Dead or Alive character. Although the Dead or Alive being synonymous with Xbox feels. Feels like a, f- a couple generations ago. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They're doing a deep cut. Yeah. Kaim from Lost Odyssey or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I've got for now. Yeah. I, I think that's a solid list. Yeah. It needs it needs more girls. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, the the protagonist from Gears 5. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And Marcus Phoenix is also playable. Right. Yeah. Marcus Phoenix and the, the woman. Yes. Uh, I, I wish I knew Gears stuff better. Maybe like Cortana, and she's in like controlling a power suit or something. Maybe that that feels like a bit of a. I don't think she's ever really been a fighter in the Halo universe. Uh, well, she's evil now. So. Oh know. really? Yeah. Yep. Oh, does yeah. does she does do you have to like shoot her? Her I is I, she I, like I, a boss or something? I don't know, but I do know that in the current Halo lore, basically, like she like quote-unquote dies and then gets resurrected somehow but like her code is messed up and she's uh, evil oh yeah oh but she's she's saying like all this all this like stuff in in the in that halo infinite trailer she's like you're back master chief back to cyber the infiltration yeah i don't know yeah that's just that's that's the that's all the things i know about the halo lore oh <laughs> all right <laughs> Boy, I'm looking forward to doing a fucking Halo correction next episode. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Vinny, for all that stuff, as usual. Yeah, thanks, um, v- 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 Vinny. And thanks to everyone that sent in listener mail. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you uh, if you want more Smashing Theory stuff, uh, we're on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash group. That's where we are. We currently have two exclusive podcasts running on that sucker yes and we have all sorts of benefits like uh like accidental 
No. <laughs> like access to our Discord. Right. And uh and us special thanking you uh after the the ending theme plays on every episode of all of our podcast stuff. Yes. Um listen yeah. after this episode and you'll see that we really do it. <laughs> it's not a joke <laughs> or a scam. Uh, but yeah, if any of that interests you, uh, we really love getting the support right now. So yeah, yeah. So if if you want to do it, thank you so much. Yes. If if you don't, you if you want to leave us like a nice review or something, mm-hmm. it we've been at four point five stars for a really long time <laughs> because of that one guy who didn't right. like who said that because we didn't play Dark Souls that we sucks or yeah. whatever yeah fight that guy fuck dark souls not really <laughs> dark souls is cool just leave us a bunch of five star reviews and say fuck dark souls nah, don't do that yeah your review will get taken down <laughs> will you, it you, i mean i don't know yeah i don't know you can say like i like this podcast almost as much as i don't like dark souls <laughs> if you like dark souls that's that's still cool yeah and please that's fine i like bloodborne and that's just dark souls but edgy yeah yeah, Bloodborne's cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next time on A Smashing Theory. Oh, I didn't think about that until this exact second. We'll make a poll where you can choose from 20 different topics <laughs> of what it might be. Are you roasting me, Sean? Then after that, there'll be a semifinals where there's 10 topics. <laughs> I feel... I feel like you're roasting me, Sean. And the winner will be Yusuke from Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> uh, and we'll follow follow us on Twitter at yeah. Smashing Theory. We'll we'll have updates on what the next episode will be about. There, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, tentatively, maybe we'll finally do Smash Cinematic Universe. That seems like a fun one to okay. to break out as a sure. as a just in case. But maybe we'll we'll be reacting to some Summer Game Fest stuff instead. Maybe. Yeah. Like, periodic Summer Game Fest reaction episodes seem like they'd make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like, more than one over the course of the summer. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. And in the meantime, I hope that you all have a smashing time. <laughs> well, that wasn't as weird as the rest of this episode <laughs> that's very true i'm the most normal part of the podcast now <laughs> bye because i didn't say anything about toast <laughs>
the other day went well. Yeah, for your spouse. Yes. Yes. I, I hope that went well, too. Obviously, I couldn't be there or involved in it, but... But happy birthday! Yeah, I, I appreciate the, the high concept. Yeah, me too. Special thanks to my fiance Amy Lee. Ah, thank you, Amy Lee. Amy Lee, you're sleeping soundly right now. Well, at least I, I hope so. We've yeah. been screaming in here. Yeah, hope hope I didn't wake you up. Yeah. Uh, she, I, I feel like she's conked out, but... Yeah. But they, thank you for everything, baby. Yeah, thanks. Uh, special thanks... To Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Wahoo. There's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a tentative energy there. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Royce. Yeah. yeah. Always dropping cool stuff in our Discord. Yes. Yeah, always always checking in on us and making sure we're doing good. Posting funny memes. Sending us Switch gift cards for our birthdays. Yeah, thanks, by the way. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I actually haven't spent mine yet, but I'm thinking of putting that together with uh, my, my my Nintendo points and getting, like, like a big game for pretty much free nice so i um, used it i believe as part of my trials of mana purchase nice uh, which is good because i've been playing the shit out of that game and it's awesome yeah he hasn't played the shit out of that game i'm at the final uh uh area right now doing like a boss rush before the final battle and i've just been having a great time this entire time so thank you for helping to make that possible yeah thanks mr cora luigi yeah and Special thanks to Cool Gabe. Wow, you're so cool, Gabe. You're going to regret having the name Cool Gabe by the time you stop giving us $20. Why would you regret having the name Cool Gabe, Cool Gabe? Uh, you're so cool. <laughs> Surfing time. Cool Gabe. Cool Gabe. Cool Gabe. Cool game. Thanks for being a fan for such a long time and yeah. upgrading to this tier. I hope it was worth it. Now you got this. <laughs> if you'd like to get special thanks from us, uh, you can pledge to us at this patreon.com slash beep group. Yeah. $20 or more. We'll do this for you for every month that you do this. <laughs> and boy, will you love it. Yeah. You love me great. Yeah, you love it so much. Why wouldn't you love this? Special thanks, Oliver. Special thanks, patrons. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.